All right, so there's only one way to start episode 306 today. And that's just to say that I was over in Canada. And some lady came walking up to me. And she just came bull charging up to me. And she said, Andrew Peters, I love After the Whistle. And I said, no, you don't. Who told you to say this? And then she said, no, like I listened to every episode. I loved the Nick Deloria episode. And I said, wow, you really are up to date. But then she told me her age. She said she was 54. And I said, oh, you must like Craig. <laughs> I knew you were going somewhere with this. You're her favorite. That's all I had yeah, to say. Sure. Yeah, good one. Just thought I would mention that. So anyway, thanks to Kim for saying hello the other day. Anything on Darlene or Power yet? Negative. All right. I guess we continue to wait on that. Someone actually asked me, like, what's the holdup? You don't need to sign Owen Power. Well, here's the thing. I would not want to be dealing with a signing of Owen Power if he comes in next year and blows it out of his out of the water in his second year in the league. Because right now, I'm sure they're probably sign, trying to sign him in between a seven and an eight million dollar deal. And if he blows it out of the water, you're going to be paying him ten million dollars easily, just like Darlene. So they want to okay. sign him now. Okay. They really right, do well then, want to sign him. Fine. I was just asking if you heard anything. <laughs> it was more sarcasm than anything else. There was another GM busy getting a $10 million defenseman on his roster this past week. Kyle Dubas yeah. in Pittsburgh goes and acquires Eric Carlson, which I which I never thought anybody would be able to trade for this guy, especially with the the cap hit, but they seem to get him at a $10 million cap hit, but they're going for it. With Crosby winding down, Malkin winding down, Latang winding down, the Pittsburgh Penguins are going for it. Yes, they are. What do you think of this deal? Confu I don't like these three-way deals. I mean, trying to figure this shit out is... Well, you got two bottom feeder teams in uh, San Jose and Montreal that ultimately are taking on salary, taking maybe not a bad contract because Jeff Petrie is not a, a bad hockey player. Um, but very clear the Pittsburgh Penguins realize that Jeff Petrie is not the player they need on their back end and they need something that's, that's better, more dynamic. And, and they went out and got the best defenseman as of last year who had a hundred points and 25 goals on San Jose, which is, which is pretty crazy, but he's, he's, uh, he's now in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's got a pretty damn good hockey team. Man, I, I I think this team. I'm not an Eric Carlson fan. I'm just not. I, I I'm glad he had 100 points last year. It's great. I'm just I've never been really an Eric Carlson fan. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. And to me, that's such a Kyle Dubas move. They they, they look good. They they picked up pieces to add around their team. Crosby, Malkin, Rust, uh, Ricard, Raquel. They picked up Riley Smith from Vegas. Who I think yeah, is a Riley very good Smith pickup because Riley Nolichari. Smith is gonna 
he's going to be he's going to be a third line left winger just like he was in Vegas and he's a really good player. I think Jeff Carter is still a solid player. Lars Eller, they picked up Noel Achari for their fourth line um position. Remy Pitlick who they just got in the trade now. I love the signing of Ryan Graves on defense for them. Ryan Graves, yeah. Monster. Like their top four defensemen with Carlson is probably going to play with Graves and you're going to have Crystal Tang that's going to play with uh, Marcus Peterson. I mean, that top four is probably better than any top four in the league. We're damn close to it. Okay, so are they a Pittsburgh, are they a playoff team to you? Doesn't yes. bode what doesn't bode well for the Sabres. It doesn't. But I think I think Pittsburgh um, with what they've done, if they can have a really strong season by uh, Tristan Jari, I think is the is the dark horse. If he plays well, I think they have a a str- a, a very strong defense core, and I think their forward line, as much as they're aging, I think are still they still have game. Permission to be an asshole for a sec. This is me asking permission, just not doing it. Okay. And I'm not looking to piss anybody off here with this comment. And I'm not trying to be cynical for the sake of being negative, because for all those years we worked for the team, we weren't allowed to say a negative thing. I don't think the Sabres are making the playoffs this year. I'm not trying to predict that too soon, but I, I'm I'm sorry. I just I don't. I know I'm not an Eric Carlson fan, and I know I said this is a sucker pickup, but Pittsburgh's got a pretty goddamn good team. They just added a hunt. They just added a hundred point defenseman. So, yeah. you know, me saying that about Carlson isn't worth anything. Pittsburgh has maybe been the most improved team in the off season. Detroit, Carolina, New Jersey, Florida. Rangers, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Toronto. Sabres aren't better than all those teams. I didn't even mention the Islanders. Ottawa, Ottawa right now, I don't care what people say. Ottawa was a couple points behind Buffalo. I think Ottawa got a lot better. And a full charge at the end. Oh, I think they are a team to watch out for this year. Like, I, I think that. I think that Kevin Adams has a plan. I respect his idea and the plan that he has implemented with Don Granado and his management. I don't think, me personally, I think that they should be pushing the envelope right now and inserting certain players and making trades for a player or two that I think would make this team significantly better. I'm okay with them going with UPL and Devin Levi. I'm okay with it. I don't hate it, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be doing it. I would be going to get a veteran goaltender, a number one goaltender. Okay. And yes, you're going to have to give assets. You're going to have to give assets to get that goaltender, but I would be going to get a number one goaltender to allow Devin Levi to 
work his way into a number one role. Like all of a sudden we're just giving Devin Levi who hasn't done shit in this league. Okay. Who has never played a full NHL season. Or and you're just giving NHL it season him. for that matter. So for me, I'm okay with what the Sabres are doing with their goaltenders, Devin Levi and UPL, but I wouldn't be doing it. If I was well, GM, I they've gotten out better, Craig. One. They, they've gotten better, but here's the problem, and I don't, and I don't have the statistics. They didn't to back go out and get the top four defensemen that they needed. The, they went and got guys who are very good. Listen, yeah, you but, know, Johnson but, is a great defenseman, but he's also 35 years old and he's right at the end of his career. You're all, you're ultimately signing another Craig Anderson. Is what you're do, is what you've done. You're you're signing veteran leadership to be inserted into an extremely young lineup. Do I have a problem with it? Absolutely not. I think it's it's a great it's a great but it can't idea. be your piece and your leadership all in the same sentence. It's they they have to be two separate pieces. In order to get the, And now it, order, and now it's like what do you do with Connor Clifton? Like what are you doing with Connor? Are you telling me that Connor Clifton now is going to go from a number six defenseman in Boston his entire career to now all of a sudden playing with Owen Power where he, where he's going to be playing 21, 22 minutes a night? Is that what we're saying here? So what I was going to say was I don't have the statistics to back up my point. The Sabres have gotten better, but the problem is and this is where, yes, I will say that you could lean on analytics, but I don't need to because we watched every single game. The Sabres didn't see the other team's number one goalie night after night. Those games are scheduled well in and advance. And they're still not. And well, they're next still year, not going to see the number one goalie next year. Oh, next year they're going to see Paige Thompson, Alex Tuck, no and Jeff Skinner way, are going to see the, oh, the top the top matchups. And you're no, going to. They're not. You don't think so? No, you not. don't think the people no, absolutely not. There's no fucking respect for the Sabres yet. The Sabres have missed the playoff for fucking 12 years in a row. Tage Thompson in the first 40 games of the year was playing like Mary Lemieux. And then the second half of the season, people well, people realized that like Tage Thompson was games really good. 10, games 10 from games 6 to game 60, he was like Mary okay. Lemieux. There you go. All I'm saying is go and look at the go and look at the teams that are projected to be above the Sabres. If you're if you if you're in a situation where you had to put your number one goaltender against the Sabres or against Ottawa, let's say you're doing a, a trip and, and you're playing the Sabres one night, and then all of a sudden the next night you're going to be playing the Ottawa Senators. Uh, who are you playing your number one goaltender against? I think the Ottawa Senators. Just side note, I know this isn't the question you were asking. If they played the Sabres right now, I think they would absolutely physically beat the living shit out of the Buffalo Sabres. Well, everyone's talking. Everyone's in their mind is like, well, we're getting better because of age. That's what that's what's they're banking on. They're banking on an older team will will ge a very young team will generate just a better hockey player and the same the same can be said about Ottawa and Tim Stutzel and 
you know, Brady, uh, Brady Kachuk is only 23 years old. You know, getting, getting a player of this magnitude back, Josh Norris to me is absolutely, it's like, it's like, listen to their team into your life. Listen to their team. Ready? Josh Norris, Tim Stutzel, Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, who had an unbelievable season last year. I think he had 80 points. Check that up. Tarasenko, Drake Batherson, Matthew Joseph, Dominic Kubalik. Then you got Mark Castle, Zach McHugh, and you got your third, fourth line guys. They have a team. They have a, yeah. that, that is a, they're forward. Thomas Shabbat is a yeah. very good defenseman. Okay. He's 26 years old. He's a really good defenseman. They went and got stronger by picking up Jacob Chikrin, who, whether you love him or you hate him, you're you're basically 50-50. You're Humpty Dumpty. You either love him or you hate him, but that is making that team better, okay? You have players like Jake Sanderson. Everyone's like, who's that? Well, he was drafted fifth overall two years ago. This is an extremely high-end defenseman that has already played in the league. He is he is your own power. He played very very well for Ottawa. Like this team they went and picked up a goaltender. Who who's the goaltender they picked up? Corpusalo? They have Corpusalo. Like Jake Sanderson. Jake Sanderson, we're talking about Owen Power and how good he is. Jake Sanderson in his first year in the league, he's only 1 year older than Owen Power. He had 32 points, four goals in 77 games. Owen Power had 35 goals, five or, or five goals, 35 points. Like this kid is like an Owen Power. He's only going to get better. Ottawa is going to be very, very dangerous next year. I think Ottawa, because of the youth that they have on their team, I, th- I like their back end. I like how they picked up Corpusalo in, in goal, who I think is a number one goaltender. So when you sit there and you look at the two teams, like picking up Vladimir Tarasenko, who's who scored 34 goal, 30 to 40 goals multiple times in his career, Batherson, Giroux, Stitzel, Getzlaff, Norris. Yeah, well... Listen, I'm just saying here. And then they and then they went people and up people some say toughness. people say one point, one point, one point last year. Oh, we got Devin Levi. This team's a playoff team. I'm not buying it. And by the way, inside those teams that I mentioned that I think are playoff teams, I didn't even, I didn't put Boston. I, I didn't I didn't even I don't think Boston's making the playoffs. But then again. Could be wrong there too. There's legitimately 11 playoff teams right now already, excluding the Sabres, excluding I want, Washington, I want... excluding Philly. And I don't even know that I put the Islanders in there. So coming Columbus, out of the coming out of the East, like, I can want, we gar- do, do I we just guarantees. assume do we just assume that Columbus is going to be shit next year? I see Columbus taking a major stride from last year. I don't. Year. I think they're still not where they need to be. Um, the 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 players that are going to drive that team are not going to be Johnny Hockey, uh, Johnny Goudreau, and and uh, Patrick Laine. It's going to be their younger players in the next couple years. The guys that 
the kid they they just drafted. The hell's his name? Fantilli. Oh my god, Adam Fantilli. Uh, they have Kent Johnson. They have Sillinger. These are the players that are going to drive that team. They're just not ready yet. So Columbus is going to be a competitive team, but they're going to be at the bottom. I'm just talking about guarantees in the East. Carolina is a guarantee. New Jersey's a guarantee. Toronto's a guarantee. Rangers are a guarantee. Those are four teams right there with 100% certainty. I would bet all day long. Did you say every, Carolina? Every day. Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto, and the Rangers are the only four teams okay. I was put as absolute guarantees. I don't think a Boston is a guarantee. I don't think Tampa Bay is a guarantee. I do. I don't think the Islanders are a guarantee. Or a Florida, I don't think, is guaranteed. There's a whole lot. Like the Sabres are going to be competing with Boston, Tampa Bay. And you're saying that about a team that just went to the finals. Pittsburgh, Ottawa. And you're saying that about another team that went to what? The second round? First, who did did Tampa play in the first round at Toronto? Yeah, the Toronto beat in the first round. Yes. Two cups prior to that, and and you're not guaranteeing them a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, that just I, that just speaks to all the teams over the years that have been complete shit, and now they're they're starting to be better. And we're and listen when I when I when I say I don't have them as guarantees, do I think that they're going to make the playoffs? I do think they're going to make the playoffs. Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, Sorelli are all players that are are super high end. I don't think they're as deep on the. On the on the back end, the third and fourth lines is what they is what they've been in the past. Nick Paul, uh, Tanner Genot, you know Brandon Hagel. These players are still incredible. Okay, but and and for that matter, Sergachev, Hedman, Sirnek. Like I mean, they still are loaded. This very much could be a playoff team. But I don't think the Sabres are far off this team right now. My only concern, I said it a month and a half ago, that it is a massive loss to lose Jack Quinn until December. It's it's a huge loss. And, and the team currently right now has not replaced well the expectation any of their forwards. Of the player is a loss, but we don't know what he would have done. I mean, that's I mean, that's like stupid comment, I guess, yeah. on my part. But it's no, but no, 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 I don't no. know. I, I agree I'm with not, what you're saying. I'm not sitting there saying like, oh, he was guaranteed to get 25 goals next year. Fuck, yes, I he, mean, yeah, goddamn right, he was. Well, oh, my I can't. God. I, he he scored 14 sure. goals last year in his rookie season. Him and J.J. Paterka were up and down like a yo-yo. And guess what? That's what most young players in the league are all about. And then all of a sudden, they understand the league. They understand the players that they're playing against. They're under. They're 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 feeling less stress and anxieties about playing in 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 different buildings on the road. They understand the travel side of things. You understand how to take care of your body and you hone into 
what makes you the best player possible. So all these things into a, a Jack Quinn's second year, I think that he would take off. I think he is loaded, loaded, loaded with skills and talent and dynamic play. I think J.J. Paterka is the same thing. I think those two guys would have scored uh, 25 goals each. I'm not even kidding you. I think Jack Quinn is a trigger guy, man. I mean, this kid can shoot and make plays. I think Dylan Cousins, who's a very, very it's too bad young too, player. because I bet you, I bet you, in his mind, when you look around and you see all these guys signing contracts and things like that, I bet you he was looking to have a monster year this year and get an extension at who's the end that? of the year. Jack Quinn. Who's that? You know, he's got two years on his entry-level deal left. You know, I bet you he was looking to come in, yeah. put up between 25 and 30, get a nice seven-for-seven seven contract. Yeah. Who, who, and I, listen, and I'm concerned all I'm, about him. All I'm can saying I, Can I be honest with you for a second? And I know he's young, but he's had he's had a couple surgeries already early on in his career. He had the abdominal surgery after his year in Rochester. And now we, what does he have now? He just had a, an Achilles. Achilles, yeah. Which, listen, I mean, he's going to, uh, he's going to be back in probably around December. And like I, like I said before, I think they're going to miss him because he is a player that was ultimately playing. I don't even know if you want to call them a second line but they're damn near close to being a second line, second line slash third line, whatever you want to do. Dylan Cousins, Paterka, and Quinn is a line that I think is ready to explode. They just need time because all three of those players are insanely dynamic and skilled. So you lose Jack Quinn. Who who replaces Jack Quinn on that line with Paterka and, and, and Cousins? You know, I, I think if you want to win it. hockey games, if you want to win hockey games, I've said this a, a thousand times in the last number of years, is if you, if you want to win hockey games, then Victor Olofsson needs to be playing on another roster. And I'm not saying that he's the reason, you know, he's not a bad hockey player. He's very talented. He can score goals. He had, what, 28 goals last year? But here's the thing. I don't give a shit about his goals. I care about everything else. I care about how hard he is to play against. And he's well, not there, hard to play against. Well, there was a guy that you mentioned who's completely off the wish list now. And you mentioned as a second line right winger. Yeah. That's Tom Wilson. Can you believe his contract that he just got? You're feeling that he got $6.5 million for now. We talk about him being on the second line here in in in, in uh, Buffalo, but he's playing with the best goal scorer in the history of the game. He has been playing on the line with Alex Ovechkin for years. Tom Wilson, there's not a player in the league like Tom Wilson. He might be one of the best power forwards to ever play. One of the, he, he is in today's game. He is without, there is not a, sh a shadow of a doubt. There's not a player 
that I think comes close to him. Like if you were to take a poll, like they do all these polls uh, with NHL players, if you were to take a poll on the top 10 best power forward in today's game, you would have 95% of the league say Tom Wilson because there's nobody like him. There's nobody out there. He's as tough as Nick DeLaurier and Ryan Reeves. He's as tough as the toughest players in the game, but he's also playing on the first line. He's also on the first power play. He's also on, uh, he, he kills penalties. Like he's the first penalty killer. Like he does everything. He's dangerous physically. He scares the shit out of half the league because they're just soft. He is, he is a special player. So when you sit there and you say, wow, that's a lot of money to be giving Tom Wilson six and a half million bucks there. If I would think that every single team in the league would pay him that contract. Every single team in the league would pay that contract to Tom Wilson because he's, he's a special hockey player in today's game. Do you remember when Milan Lucic was viewed as like a Tom Wilson? Yes, he, he was most, He was disgusting too. Powerful, toughest yep. forward yep. in the NHL. Tom Wilson, I would take Tom Wilson 10 times out of 10 over Milan Lucic. Yes, but for, for what reason? Every reason. No. There's one reason that glaringly sticks out between the two players. There's there's one thing that glaringly sticks out when Milan Lucic was in his prime to Tom Wilson in his prime. There's one attribute that Tom Wilson it is tenfold over Milan Lucic. What is it? Skating. Skating. Tom Wilson's a fucking bottle rocket, man. He is powerful and he can fly. Like, I mean, his skating ability for a big man, 6'4", 225 pounds, he is a bottle rocket. He's fast and he's dangerous. Where Milan Lucic was, didn't, does not skate anywhere, could still, could still move pretty good back in the day. But the skating side of things were just completely different. Tom Wilson, to me, is a superior player than a, you know, prime Milan Lucic because of the skating. But congratulations to him. I did cry. I did. I didn't cry. It was just a tear. It was just a tear. I felt sick. I, I, my wife's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And I just uh, I spent the day to m- with myself. I just don't know why he would want to stay in Washington. I guess he's got his oh, cup and, you know, he wants to be there for when Ovi breaks Gretzky's. He wants to be on the ice probably. But, like, Ovi's done after three years. Backstrom's going to be gone. Oshie's going to be gone. You got Tom Wilson with eight years left. But you know the way this game, you know the way the game goes, Petey. He's going to be there for the next three years maybe even four years, Ovi is going to do something iconic. It's going to be down in the history books for forever, and he's going to be a part of it. And then after that, and and 
you know, in four years from now, Obi's going to be retired. Baxton's going to be retired. Um, Carl, uh, who's, uh, who's their, um, stud on, uh, on D there. John Carlson, John Carlson, like that team will be gone. And a new era in Washington is going to start all over again. They're going to suck for five plus years. And I think Wilson will at that point in his career, either say, Hey, I won a Stanley cup. I had a great ride. I played with arguably one of the greatest players in the game and Alex Ovechkin. I helped him accomplish He's 73, 73 goals away, 72 to tie 73 win. Do you think Backstrom and Wilson are sitting around the locker room going, I'm going to be first assist on that fucking 895? Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, how <laughs> exciting is this? How insane? Like, Wayne Gretzky is just, he's like a goddamn unicorn. He's just, a, he's the unicorn of all hockey players. And to think that a player in this era He's going to have year, the ability to break his record. In the if he's healthy in the 2024-25 season, probably around February, he'll break Wayne Gretzky's record. How many goals do you how many goals do you think that he'll score next year? Well, he had 42 in 73 games this year. Man, I think he's going to drop. It's just my okay. it's my it's my opinion. So let's say he I plays think Alex Fashion is going to have a drop gets, off year. Let's say he plays 82 and gets 40. I don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to be 28 to 32. I hate to say it. Oh, my God. It makes me feel sick well, to my stomach. What's the Washington Capitals' sole purpose for existence right now? Is it to make the playoffs next year? Or is it to get Alex, Alexander Ovechkin as many goals as possible? Well, first of all, I do not think that this team whatsoever is a playoff team. Exactly my point. So what do you think the main objective is for the Washington Capitals next year? Why are they going to not make the playoffs and still have seat, uh, still have tons of fans in the stands? You know why? Because the main objective next year is to get Alex Ovechkin 50 to 60 goals. To get him as close. 50 to 60? He's going to be 39. I said 50 to 60. He had 42 and 73. If they can get him 46 goals next year. Jesus. That puts him 27 goals away or 29 goals away the next year. If he has what? 50? He has 45 goals this year. 46 goals. And what is what does he need? 73? He needs 73 goals to break it. And then the year after... That's third. That's two seasons of thirty-seven and thirty-seven. Oh man, that's so many goals! Like we just talk, we talk about this. This is Craig, like you, you've only ever raved about the fact that he has not slowed down. I, I, this guy to me is the most interesting man in the world, besides that Dosekis guy or whatever. I mean. The amount of goals that this human has scored and how consistent he is, is just completely, completely off the chart. Came into the league at, at 19 years old, 19, he scored 52 goals. 
46, 65, 54, missed 50, his 18 year old 32, season, 38, 32, 51, 53, 50. Yeah, we got it. Totals 829. I don't know why we're adding them all up. It is just, it is just truly incredible. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think 73 goals for most people. What has Joe Pavelski had the last two years? Man, I want to see him break this. I've been on this watch for eight years now. I don't, but he's going to, so it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter how you feel you about it. You don't it. want it's, what, 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 it's going what, to happen. What'd you just say? You know, you talk about you don't want to see him break it. Joe Pavelski's had fifty-five goals in the last two years. Joe Pavelski. And he's okay. and he's he's thirty-nine. Joe Pavelski's also playing with Robertson and Rupe Hints. Okay. And who are Ovechkin's going to be playing with Backstrom, Tom Wilson. He's going to have Oshie on the power play, John Carlson. Like their power plays, it's where he gets his goals. He's going to get, he's going to get fifteen goals in the power play alone this year. He needs to score. Headley, their owner does not care one bit about making the playoffs. They don't care. He doesn't care. There's yeah, two. I think he I cares think, about I one think thing. Care. He cares about the wash. Alex Ovechkin wearing a Washington Capitals jersey when he becomes the all-time greatest goal scorer and the first and only ever 900 goal scorer in the NHL. And Vladimir Putin. Those are the two people that are rooting on Ovi the most. There's nothing Putin wants more than to see a rush at the top of of the uh, of the NHL in all-time goals. Sleep on that one. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.